Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose is to have fun talking about small business stuff. Along the way, we'll give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're just starting or you're established. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my business partner, Adam Sunholder. That's right. We're the, uh, we're the business stuff guys. Because stuff. stuff is all stuff, stuff is, right. is always good. That's one of those key things with communicating. We talk, spend a lot of time with communicating with our clients and helping them communicate. And we'll make up words as we go along, but stuff is always one of those great words, kind of a catch-all phrase. That's uh, very good. And we usually know what we're talking about. You know, all that stuff, right? All that stuff that goes into the business. Every, side everyone knows what stuff means, right? In their right. own mind, that's what comes. <laughs> that's right. Eighty percent of communication. That's, that's right. right. So, so we're here to talk about business stuff uh, each week here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and it's a uh, c- couple of things. Helping to share the experiences that Jack and I have had uh, in our own personal careers, that we, where we've owned and operated twenty small companies, as well as worked for some big corporations back in the day, but also the hundreds of clients of small business clients that we've coached over the years. Helping to share some of those stories and successes, and answer a lot of the questions that you might have. That things that, that you as an owner of a company that are, are wrestling with, or if you're thinking about starting a company, things you need to be thinking about before you go do that. So yeah, stick with us today, and we, we have a great show planned for you today, and Jack's going to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, okay. Today's show, we, we're going to be focusing on four things. Common myths of small business ownership, that's the first. The dirty secret of the week, that's uh, always a good one. And Adam's going to introduce that at the right time here in a minute. A how-come segment in which I'm going to sort of explore the world around me and and, uh, throw out a how-come question that we're going to ponder and sort of dissect, see where it goes. Uh, Just throw it out there for the heck of it. And we encourage all you small business owners to listen. And if you have a story or a comment, we want you to call in. Adam will give you the stuff here in a minute. See that word stuff, how it works in? Stuff to call us and contact us. Then the fourth segment is small business success stories. Adam's going to chronicle one of our many clients that have been successful using our what we call seven keys to success for coaching. And it applies to all small businesses. And we define small businesses as companies that have 25 employees all the way down to one. And that's we, we love to work with those folks. Very good. You know, you know, most small business owners are stuck in a state of how. That's what we say. That's we being Adam and I in our coaching practice. We've been together over 15 years coaching hundreds of clients, uh, cutting across all businesses. And we, we use this state of how because the word how, the question comes up in a small business owner's mind multiple times a day. How do I make a marketing plan? How do I get more sales? How do I make a profit plan? How do I present my company? You know, these list of how questions go on forever. They're endless. And again, we're business coaches, and we help you small business owners out there get unstuck from that state of how. That's right. We had a, we had a how question this morning, Jack, one of our clients we were talking with, and it related to how do I get these the, the communication with these millennials and these Gen Xers versus these baby boomers. How do I get them all to be talking to each other and, and communicate in the right way? So there's a lot of different how questions as relates to running a company. If one of the how questions you've got is how do I get a hold of these guys? Well, if we're not here on the air, a great way to get a hold of us is via phone. You can reach out to us at 877-849-0670. That's 877-849-0670. 
849-0670. We have a special email address for our radio and podcast listeners. That's radio at MaximumVP.com. If you have some questions for us, we'd be happy to uh, respond to you that way, as well as if you want to have it talked about here on the air, we'd be happy to put some of those hot questions up here to get those answered for you here as well. And then if you check out, we're getting ready to launch officially our, our revised website tomorrow. If you check us out on, online at MaximumVP.com, you can learn more about that and see all the great things we've got up on there on our website there so let me get started with our first segment today as jack was talking about we like to usually kick it off here when we debunk a common myth of business and there are all sorts of them out there we have a laundry list of them that we, that we, that we go through and it's sometimes hard to choose which ones to focus on each week but this week we've got we have a good one and i think it'll it'll make most of you out there smile um if you're honest with yourself here and so our our common myth this week is that my spouse is not involved in my business. Hmm. <clears throat> so how, that that how, how true is that? Well, that, that 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 usually comes up. People say, "Well, gee, yeah, my spouse doesn't work here, or they aren't involved actively day to day in the business, right?" So that's often where that might come up in terms of what's going on. But we're here to tell you, nothing could be further from the truth in terms of your spouse involvement in the business. And why do we say that? Well, a couple things. That spouse or significant other, if you aren't married, I mean, we, we have a lot of folks that, that that live together. But that person, okay, they are very, very influential hmm. because they are living and sleeping with the owner. That's that is correct. <laughs> and they well, have that's the that's the proper word, influential. <laughs> influential, right? Because they have that's access. Right. They have access to the owner that no one else does. That's true of whether it be friends or, or kids or, or, or you know or, or, or relatives you know the spouse has a very very unique relationship with the owner and so to pretend that that, that doesn't exist or that that there's not in, you know that, that, that there's not influence there is very very uh oh, very naive from that standpoint to kind of think of it that way so keep that in mind you know, in terms of the business because it also and the, and the reason for that is that the results of the business impact the livelihood as much as anyone as far as a spouse is concerned they're tied to what's going on in terms of the business that's so a big big deal and many of our clients you know don't necessarily think about that way because they aren't it's not conscious from that standpoint it's just it's just kind of there all right <laughs> but it's a big big deal well you know if you're if, if money becomes an issue okay uh, with your company, what do you do? It, it transforms over to your to your household. Uh, you know, your family being away from your family and 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 uh, for long periods of time when you're all consumed with your business. I mean, how can you not have your your spouse involved in your business? How can that be separated? Many people try to do it. I mean, it's, you know, the reason we bring it up is it often comes up. In fact, when when we're often meeting with a potential new client for our for our coaching we almost insist on meeting with the spouse even if the spouse is not active in, you know day to day we often want to meet with the spouse we understand that the, the, the influence there and they have to understand so we, 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 we we've literally had discussions with people about it in terms of well I'm trying to convince my spouse why it's a good investment for me to, to, to invest my time and money in coaching because she's looking at the dollar signs and, well gee if i don't take that money and put it and in, invest it in coaching. I take that money and invest it over here, you know, for this home improvement that, that we, we, we we've been waiting for 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 the last six months or the last year, whatever it might be. Though, you know, that you know, many owners <laughs> run those decisions by their spouses. 
No, your life, your lifestyle is going to change. So, you know, things like vacations and certainly spouses, rightfully so, seem to be tremendously worried about health insurance. Uh, okay, when those things start to wobble in the relationship, the relationship starts to wobble. So here you are, the dutiful business owner going about your business, and, and where you thought you had support, you probably still do, but the worry starts coming through, and that transfers to you. So you, you have to go through some type of compromise. Well, you don't have to. I guess you don't have to do anything, right? But if you don't compromise... Chances are, and there's a high percentage of small business owners who end up in divorce and separating for a variety of reasons relating more so to their business. It, uh, it, it, you, you cannot separate. You cannot separate the two. It's impossible. So, so, so where does this become an issue? Let me give you a couple examples, right? So we had, we had one prospect that we were, we, we were meeting with, and, and it was a growing company. It was still a younger company. Actually, it was still working out of the house, but had had folks who were employees, but they were, they were all working on location somewhere. And the wife, the spouse, was very influential here. And so we said, well, you know, you know she wants to meet you guys. It was, you know, it was the charge we got. So here, here are Jack and I sitting at the kitchen table, meeting with this potential client and his wife. And so part of our our initial discussions, we like to share our stories. People can get to know us a little bit. We like to hear their stories too. So as we're as we're as we're hearing the spouse's story, it became very, very apparent very quickly that her business acumen and business experience was very, very slim at best. Yet not, she not was uncommon. A, not uncommon. Right, yet she was a, she was the number one advisor to this guy. All right. And we knew it was gonna be trouble from the start because nobody knew more than her and in her mind and so it's problematic that's a, one le a legend in her own mind exactly. is that what we say that's right and one of the challenges too is you know we have you know we have clients one thing is just, how do you know what to communicate to your to your spouse because often you'll come back and if you have a bad day at work you're complaining about this employer that employer that customer whoever it might be but you're randomly just you know kind of gone off gone from the hip so to speak it's important what you communicate to your client or to your client to your spouse in terms of what, what's going on to be able to present what's happening in the business both good and bad, and, and not having them ride the roller coaster with you, but to help them explain what's kind of going on. So to present the status of the business very quickly is very important to be able to do to keep them in the in the loop as far as what's kind of going on to help keep them calm and and feeling good about things. So the fact of my my spouse isn't involved in my business that's a myth. That's a big myth. No question about it. Yeah, don't ever believe that. That's don't ever right. believe it, and, and and don't don't treat your spouse that way. They have concerns. You know, you know, they have concerns, even if they aren't voicing them. So it'd be, they would love to have a, a five minute update. As soon as that sounds, right? everyone everyone's looking for security, and it has lots of definitions. You got to talk that out with your spouse, and to the degree you can do that well, you're going to have success and peace and harmony in the family. All right, so we're giving some love to the spouse today to start off. So stand by when we come back. We're going to be digging into our dirty secret of the week. Mm. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your business. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. Think of it that way. And we're business coaches. We help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. 
we wrestle with all those how questions. Uh, why, why do that on your own? You know, we can help. Not only can we help, we can help solve them. Plus, we love our, our clients, and we generally love small business owners in particular, and we help them get unstuck. All right, so we're at the portion of our show where we like to dig into and reveal our dirty secret of the week. And it actually ties in, I think, pretty nicely to, to, to our first uh, our first segment here, Jack, in terms yeah, of spouses, because right. this may, may come up quite a bit in that. So our dirty secret of the week is this. There is no off switch on your brain to stop thinking about your business. There isn't. My wife has always, through the years, told me to stop thinking about business. Like, hey, all I got to do is switch it on and off. Uh, I think through the years we've been married long enough where she finally understands it. Maybe I understand it. She's still talking about the switch. But uh, some people do believe that there's a switch that you can flick it on and off. But we have learned both personally from our own experiences and certainly our our coaching uh, episodes that basically there is no switch to turn on and off to a successful business owner who is generally generally committed to their business and they're thinking 24 7 that business will consume them in the shower waking up at two in the morning out to eat with friends out whatever it might be those thoughts can't be controlled and uh, that can be unfortunate if you can't manage it the first thing you got to be aware of it then you might be able to start to manage it so if you're wondering if you're one of those people well chances are uh, your spouse may have been helping you search for it over the years that would that would look like them smacking you up in the back of the head maybe punching you in the arm or they're, they're trying to find where that that, that on off button is right to kind of get your attention you know if, if you find yourself unable to enjoy going anywhere on your time off so what do i mean by that so it might be because you're thinking about your business or the one you're currently experiencing so if you're out to eat at a restaurant, you're noticing there's a little dirt in the corner over there. You're noticing maybe the service is not as good as it should be, or the, the food's not prepared or presented you know, in a certain way. Maybe it's going to, the, to your auto mechanic, whatever it's going to be. But you're also you're noticing ways to change things or make them better and improve them. Or you're wondering, I wonder what this company's doing in terms of sales and profit, how they're doing. Or hey, they have some really good people. Or, you know, I'd like to get somebody like that. You know, I could use that in my business. All of a sudden... You're constantly thinking you're, about you're, it. You're drifting off somewhere. Right. That's right. And your your guests, whoever they may be, however many, will all of a sudden nudge you. Hey, Adam, are you? Where are you, bud? You know, it's it's uh, it's easy to do. Business is exciting when you when you have a business that that is starting to to uh, rumble a little bit in a positive way. It is absolutely hard. I mean, there's no question. It's hard. To turn those thoughts off, you see business opportunities for your business everywhere. To Adam's point, you're sitting in the restaurant and you see those changes. You're thinking, you, you can't turn, you just can't turn it off. You know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's good and it's bad. You know, you got to manage it like anything that that has degrees like that. Well, so, I'll say so this is a part of our, our reason for bringing this up. I think to Jack's point is most people won't get it. Especially people who are not business owners. If you have job people who are working, working for somebody else, they often don't understand what we'll call this obsession with business. But we're here to tell you, we tell our clients the same things. It's okay, it's normal. In fact, it's, it's a good thing to be thinking that way. Because you're seeing things. Because even when you're away physically from your business, those things are still percolating you know, as part of your mind. And those different 
dots or, or you know might connect in ways you can't imagine. It could be again you're sitting there enjoying a, you know a movie with the family. There's no rhyme reason why it happens, but it, it, it starts to happen. There's a trigger don't, point. Yeah, don't yeah. don't fight it, and don't think you're crazy or nuts or alone because it's a very very common thing with some of the best business owners that that that, that we know and have been, have been around. It's just it's there. It's perfectly healthy, perfectly normal. But you got to talk about it. Don't pretend it's not there. Yeah. Do you do you have any stories out there? Do you have any stories that that uh, basically relate to the on-off switch of your business? And have you been able to be successful in turning it off? Those thoughts. If you're a business owner, those thoughts just enter at many times the total inappropriate time. If you've ever prepared to give a presentation, you know how it is when you go to bed that night. You, you, you've been practicing and thinking about your presentation all day and finally go to bed. You're waking up two, three times, at least I do, a couple of times a night. Uh, what's on my mind? Well, that presentation tomorrow. I can't find that switch. I'd love to to get a good night's sleep, but it ain't going to happen. Well, it's the same thing with your business. You see opportunities and evaluations and thoughts uh, that, that just come in. And unfortunately, it can take its toll with the people around you. But basically, if you manage it and balance it, it'll be all right. It can work. Well, if you find the, if you find the other people who, who get it, again, who, who kind of have that switch, or almost, honestly, they're born with that switch, but it's there, and they, you know, they'll totally understand you. I mean, we, we have... Uh, you know, one of our long-term clients, we meet with them often at a restaurant when we have lunch, you know, as part of our meeting. And, you know, it's not unusual for us to spend five minutes of that, of that lunch discussing the restaurant. Because this restaurant has, you know, constant, very, very good quality, constantly busy. All the little things are usually taken care of. And, and we know and appreciate that. And so it becomes a very good discussion. And it often leads to a discussion about things in their business. You know, whether it be, hey, you know, this the server's doing such a fantastic job. How do I get that kind of service in my business? And so they'll they'll bridge those gaps between what most people would just see as here having a meal, and they're now taking it and putting it back into their world, their business, and ways to improve and tweak stuff. And again, really gaining an appreciation for that because a well-run organization doesn't happen by accident. Not at all. You 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 can walk into a business. And you can tell, you can tell within the first five minutes if this company is successful almost nine out of ten times. In other words, there's order, there's cleanliness, there's you know, good greeting by, by the people who you first encounter. Everywhere you look, it's pleasant. Well, how does that happen versus walk into a place that you know isn't successful? And, and uh, you, you can tell just the opposite things are are uh you know part of the part of the surroundings here you know there isn't an attention to detail so it's it's easy to see it's easy to spot you try you try to keep it simple i think most most people maybe they're meeting jack and i for the first time or maybe they've known us for a little while they may think we have uh bladder problems because uh <laughs> one of our great secrets and we'll, this is maybe it's like kind of a side secret but at the end of the day uh, a great way to figure out how well a company is run Check out their bathroom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so whether you're going in to visit a company, whether you're at a restaurant, whatever it might be, check out their bathroom. And we can, it's almost 99 times out of 100, if the bathroom's a mess, so is the company. That's right. That's a good barometer. All right, if the bathroom's it's clean, well-lit, you know, you know, presentable, I mean, it's good. Okay, then you have confidence that things are, are, 
are under control or doing well. I thought you had bladder problems, so now I know. I know you've been checking out the bathrooms of these companies a couple times while we're there. You're one of the first things you can do, right? Hey, where's your, where's your bathroom, right? So that's a that's a dirty secret of MVP. In case you guys are wondering, or if, if we do meet you, you, you almost make sure that when when, when we're coming in, it's like <laughs> we're we're, we're like mystery shoppers, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna go test certain things and come right. back with an anonymous report. So that's that's part of our psychosis. We you know we can't go into places without kind of seeing that stuff too and just being aware of it. But it's a it's a fun place to be and really embrace that. Embrace the fact that that you, that you can't find that off switch for business, and if you find other folks who are like that other other owners get it as well so be sure to share that don't don't hide it away so all right stay tuned when we come back we're going to be digging into jack's brain with our how come portion of our show here i'm adam sonhalter and i'm jack mancini with maximum value partners and as we've said a number of times we're business coaches and we can help you you the small business owner get unstuck from all those how questions in your business don't be afraid to give us a call we'd love to talk to you and hear some of your comments some of your how questions Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and WINTradio.com. It's 9 o'clock on a Saturday. WINT Local News. A man who was fired at by an off-duty officer allegedly fleeing from Euclid Police sent its Friday in Cuyahoga County Common Police Court to four years in prison. 26-year-old Brandon Cleveland apprehended by Northern Ohio Violent Fugitive Task Force June 23rd in the area of 1840 Alcoy Avenue in Cleveland. It happened about midnight May 27 at Richmond Hills Apartments. But an off-duty officer working as a uniformed security guard at the Euclid Avenue complex noticed the smell of marijuana. After much discussion about road conditions in Painesville, the city plans to apply for funding with the Ohio Public Works Commission for infrastructure improvements on Walnut Street. Final application packet for local transportation improvement program funding is due in October. Council recently approved a resolution authorizing and directing the city manager to submit an application and enter into an agreement. City engineer says the improvements will be made to the Walnut Street from Gillette Street to Levon Street to Levon Drive. She says Walnut Street's a vital connection between Metro Avenue and Liberty Street for industrial and school traffic. Geauga County Department of Aging is in need of drivers for home-delivered meals. These volunteers once trained can deliver meals as a substitute once a month or as often as they would like. Companies and civic groups also can organize their members to reduce the number of times individuals volunteer. Meal routes are delivered Mondays through Friday and provide a nutritious lunch for homebound seniors. I'm Jim Miller and today's local news headlines presented as a community news partnership with News-Herald.com and Integrity Radio WINT. Guess whose birthday it is today? It's time to hear which WINT listeners in the Birthday Club are celebrating their birthdays today. September 26th, birthday wishes go out to Rachel Avery, Gary Berlinger, Amanda Blatz, Samantha Bolzan, Mary Grossman, Brittany Johnson, David Kisco, Carl Klesson, Christy Kosin, Giovanni Matter Martinez, Anna Morse, Tracy Murdoch, Lexis Price, Bob Rotert, Jerry Sadar, Matt Shutt. Carol Seibert, William Silveroli, Joey Sleds, Jessica Thomas, Trinice Thomas, Andrew Thornton, TJ Tongle, Dave Town, John Zyman. And the birthday person is, drumroll please. 
Mary Kramer of Mentor. Congratulations, Mary. You've won a fresh rose or $5 off any floral purchase from Plant Magic Florist and Irish Crossroads Gift Shop in Willoughby. A free mini blizzard cake or six Busta Bars from Mentor on the Lake Dairy Queen. A happy birthday premium chocolate bar from Brands Candies in Willoughby. And finally, Mary, you've won a $5 gift certificate from the Great Harvest Bread Company in Mentor. You too can join the WINT Birthday Club. One, two, happy, happy birthday to you. Just visit WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches who help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. Don't wrestle with all those how questions, all that stuff that you, you mess around with on your own. We can help you sort it out. We love helping small business owners get unstuck from that state of how and help them solve those multitude of how questions. And be sure to check out our newly revised and revamped and relaunched website. It's coming out tomorrow. It's at MaximumVP.com. Make sure you stop by and take a look and check out what we've got there for you. It's good stuff. A lot of good stuff there. I love that word stuff because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> stuff everywhere. All right. So we'll get into some of the stuff in Jack's brain here with our how come portion of the, uh, of the show where Jack's going to be pondering the world here and he's going to. Start with that question of how come and see if we can't uh, relate it back to a small business issue. So, Jack, what stuff you got on your mind? How today? come? Pondering a lot of stuff. Uh, and, and when you start to research pondering, you start to ponder the ponderers. And, uh, Is that like the wanderers, the ponderers? Something like that. Yeah. Kind of works Works the same way. Rhymes and has <laughs> applicability. Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. So, how come? How come there are so many good questions to ponder that could have life-changing consequences? You know, I, I came across an artist, an artist and an author, a guy named, I know I'm massacring this, this name, Sofo, S-O-F-O, Archon. And he listed several questions to ponder. And the one I selected, and there are many to select from his, and, and they were all very good. Here's the one I selected. If you had one opportunity to be different, what would you change about yourself? And I'm going to read that again. If you had one opportunity to be different, what would you change about yourself? So think about that. Now, first of all, change is very hard. I, I'm not telling people out there what they don't already know. Change is very, very hard to do. There's no question about it. You know, you you basically uh, have tried to lose weight. You've tried to re reestablish your finances. You've tried to do smaller things in in your life. But as you gain a few decades, uh, the consequences of your your life's work up to a certain point re require some reflection. And if you sit down and say, "Okay, I'd like to change just one thing about myself," what the heck would it be? How would you answer that, Adam? So it's one opportunity to be different? Is that what it is? Yeah, we can, we can discuss this in many so different ways. Different. That's why it's a good yeah. ponder question. Yeah, the way you, when you ask the question, I was thinking about to be different, like different from everybody else, versus just saying you're saying versus just being different than what you are today. If you had the opportunity right? to be different, different, what would you change about yourself? So you could be different. 
We all could be different, but that's going to require change to have any significant amount of different. It's a process, and it's custom-made for you. You know, how do you select what you would change? How do you go about that? And we've all done it. And I think like many things we've seen in our business coaching, when we, we come up with a problem and the definition isn't easy, people don't talk about it. They, they move it aside. And, and with our personal life, it's the same thing. We, if it gets too complicated, we just move it aside. And all of a sudden, months go by, years go by, and that, that thing that we wanted to change about ourselves is still not being addressed. Right. So well, it's, it's funny you mentioned. I mean, you know, my wife and I were having breakfast yesterday. She talked about her and her friend were discussing the other night about eating healthier. So she said, when you go to the store, make sure you buy, buy extra apples. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, why? Well, you know, well, I'm going to start eating an apple a day. That's an old She's, cliche, yeah, right? I said, what, to keep the doctor away? Right? Yeah, she said, no, well, we're talking about eating healthier and figure that's a good place to start. If I can eat an apple a day, start there, and then I can then go to the next change, right? So she was having that very discussion on Saturday night with, with a good friend of hers about that. And that's a good approach. Pick something very small and accumulate small victories. And those small victories eventually come into a more significant change. But that then implies that you want a, a more significant change. Um, you know, if you... what what. Again, the the pondering goes to what what the heck would I change? There are several things I'd like to change, both short and long term. But what what bothers me the most? What bothers you the most? That's what you almost have to focus on, because that change you have a self image, you have an image of someplace you want to be ten years from now, today, whatever it's going to be. It's no short term fix to most of these, most, but. <laughs> it could be. No, yeah, my brain immediately went to to Steve Jobs and his whole think different. Okay, and that was you know, that, you know, was a big thing for him in terms of Apple. So you know, when, you, when you mentioned things to be different, I was thinking much bigger in terms of being different and standing out versus everybody else, or being different in a certain way that way. Which to me is a much more difficult question to answer because it's. But it's also to me the most meaningful. But yeah. we could get ten people in a room and go around the room. And our definition of meaningful and should it be long-term, should it be big, even the definition of big would be different. Uh, you know, do, do, do we all have it in us to, to do something world-changing? Certainly life-changing, that's what this is about. That's what this artist, Sofu, if I'm pronouncing it right, right. That's, his, uh, uh, that's his thrust. You're going to hear more of these uh, in the future because I, I, I thought they were all pretty good like this one because there's no good answers. Well, I, I, to answer your question, do we all have it within us to be world-changing? I say absolutely. I say, I say in this day and age more, more so than ever. And I'll quote somebody who just recently became a saint. Everyone knows there's Mother Teresa, right? She's now St. Teresa of Calcutta. One of her famous quotes was to do small things with great love. And so every just every day, just little things that, that that she was doing, and she did that, and she has changed the world. Well, the quest, the, the quest to eliminate war and have universal peace. Uh, you know, those are the kind of things that certainly that that thinking could start that process rolling. Uh, so you can. When is that change going to be good for a thousand years? Will it be good for two weeks? Will it be? You know, that's that's changing the world. How do you want to change your life? Wow, that's getting kind of deep, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. We can get deep once in a while. We we have a lot of range to us. We can go from <laughs> baseball spit to uh, uh, life changing events, events and people. You know, we can go all over the place. Well, I think the, I think your point though is I think it's it starts with yourself. I think a lot of times we'll we'll try to change other people, and we see this a lot with our business coaching. Okay, people come in and there's often there's often organizational struggles, and our best clients are the ones that recognize, hey, I got to change things about me first versus hey she's not doing this or he always does this or this always happens it's not hey what can i do better what can i do different to help make this make this work that to me is the best way to do this and then starting small take those smaller steps in the context of a bigger picture you know you aren't going to lose 50 pounds in two weeks if you're taking a, a personal you know uh, just uh, i want to make myself better however one defines that you aren't going to make a million dollars in three months. Uh, it's very unlikely people continually get duped into that. You know, you got to be realistic. That's the first thing. Be realistic. There are so many self-help books and articles out there. And one of the things we use in our coaching is a process called DISC, D-I-S-C. And it affects, it, it really dissects and, and analyzes behavior. And we're hardwired to be the way we are pretty much. By the time we're 18, 19 years old, graduating from high school. And to change that behavior, some things, because they're hardwired, we can't change. We're going to be the way we are. We can adapt. We can, can make minor changes. But we can't do permanent changes to many of the habits we have. And it gets very complicated. And you need discussion. You need to, to research this stuff. It doesn't happen easily. Change is very difficult for a reason. We're, we're hardwired. We're not quite disciplined. We have life to live, which which consumes so much, and it becomes very difficult. But our disc, you're an expert in disc, Adam. <laughs> and we run all our clients and their key key staff through disc, which is a behavior analysis tool. We do, and it's like anything else. It starts with understanding yourself, but then also understanding the world around you. And it gives you ways to not necessarily change who you are, as Jack's talking about, but it helps you to be able to modify or adjust things that you're doing. Whether it be to, to soften yourself a little bit, to be a little gentler with people versus being a little tougher. Whether it be learning how to be quiet and listen to people instead of always interrupting them. Or to be the one to kind of interrupt and speak up instead of being that fly on the wall. There's a lot of things that can happen. And the, you know, the DISC assessment explains a lot of what the natural behavior styles are. And you can be that way a lot of times. But there's, there's times in your life, in your career, wherever it might be, that you've got to adjust and modify yourself to have success. So... So if, if you had, if you had the opportunity to be different, what would you change about yourself? If you absolutely love yourself and, and in your mind you're perfect, you don't have to change, you're on all the right tracks, firing on all cylinders, wonderful. I'd love to meet you. I really would. I'd love to meet somebody <laughs> who feels that way about themselves. I, I think it would be tremendous. You know, we have a lot of confidence, but that's, that's a little deeper than that. Uh, we all have some self-analysis, which talks about flaws. And if you can't answer that question about one thing you'd like to do different, you know, change about yourself, maybe there's one thing you'd like to change about your business, and we're great guys for that as well. So, But it often comes through changing yourself. So good stuff today, Jack, good stuff. All right, stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to be helping you understand how do I find the right partners for my business. Mm, good one. I'm Adam good. Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We are business coaches, and I know you're out there with un, un, 
unanswered how questions, and we can help you get unstuck and give you good solutions to those how questions. Contact us. Give us a call. Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we help you owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. You know, we could help you. If, if you're coachable, then why don't you check out our website? It's going to be new and, and wonderful this, uh, this actually this week. It's going to be coming out strong. And take the Are You Coachable test here and see if uh, you could measure up to be coached by us. That's right. See if you pass the coachability quiz. It's always uh, one of the favorite things we have with our clients is to help them figure out whether they're coachable or not. All right. So we're at the point of our show here. We're, we're, we're going to share a small business success story. And our, our focus today to keep with our how theme is we're going to help, help you figure out how do I find the right partners for my business. And so we talk about small business. Usually that's companies from anywhere from 1 to 25 employees. We have clients all across in just about every product or service sector you can imagine. And when we, t- we coach our clients, we use what we call our seven keys to success. And if you go on our website at MaximumVP.com, there's a, a drop-down menu for the MVP playbook. And you'll see a nice graphic there for the seven keys to success. And the two that are the, were the most important here with the story I'm going to share are related to the marketing plan and the organization plan. Those are numbers three and four in the seven keys to success. So we had a client of ours who was, who was trying to grow, and he's trying to find the right kind of folks to partner with. Now, what happened was, is, is often the case, you know, a few weren't quite right, and some are perfect. And as you look back and analyze some of the stuff, there are ways he could have avoided some of those ones that weren't quite right early on. And he wasn't quite paying attention to, some of them were, were some smaller things. But I think one of the biggest things in this case was he was chasing the bucks, as we like to say. And if you find yourself chasing the bucks, these aren't the bucks that are, you know, the antlers of the deer variety. That's what I thought they were. Right. No, okay. I'm I think, there was, a, I think there was a commercial that. for that, wasn't there? The genie. That's that one a million bucks. And the, that's right. Also they there showed a million up. deer. Sh- that's one of those communication problems. <laughs> right. All right. So don't chase the dollars. I'll call it chasing the bucks. But you know, not, not chasing the money. If you find yourself doing anything for the money, that's your prime motive. It's usually not going to end well. Because you aren't making decisions based on necessarily good rationale. We aren't saying don't don't pursue profits aggressively, but we're we're saying there's more involved. There's way more involved with good decisions than just trying to squeeze a buck or two out of uh, out of the moment no question about it right and one of the things that happened here too so chasing the bucks was what was one of the what was one of the challenges with some of the early partners he's looking for but also as he's partnering with them you got to spend more time to get to know these folks instead of just jumping right in i think in today's world we seem to be faster trying to jump into things quicker yeah instead yeah. of taking some time to get to get to know people and so with one of the partners he's partnering up with, there were some issues amongst the partners themselves in terms of who was in charge, what they were doing, how they were checking things out. And, uh, you know, there's, there's all, these... All red flags, but right. yeah, go on. Yeah, they, they were red. They are little red flags, or maybe they're big pink flags. I don't know, but they were certainly warning signs of, you know, deeper issues that were there. But again, because we're chasing the dollars, chasing the money, all of a sudden those things are kind of pushed aside to justify <clears throat> looking past some of these things. And there's a... There's a great uh, great parable in the gospel in the verse talking about people that uh, 
Yeah, if they can't be trusted with little things, they can't be, can't be trusted with, with big things either. So if you're going to be partnering with somebody and you can't really trust them in little things, what are you doing wasting your time and effort? Because you know if they aren't doing well, they can't be trusted with, with small stuff. When it comes to the big stuff, it's going to be, it's going to be a problem for sure. Almost guaranteed. Well, that's true. That's true. It, uh, you know, you're absolutely right on the mark with that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so those those little things are are going to be important. And also, you got to pay attention to your gut. Your gut's pretty educated. You know, you've got some years invested in your gut. So if you don't feel right about somebody, if I look back at my life and the, and the people that that have had problems with, usually it's been the ones that I kind of knew early on that there's something in my gut telling me that this is just not quite right. Even if I couldn't put my finger on it and articulate what, what what it was, as I look back after what be months or years later when things you know kind of blew up or kind of headed south, I was like, and often you know if you got a good friend or a spouse who's there, kind of say, hey, remember I told you that. <laughs> that's often part of the role that we play, right, Jack? And that's, that's right. Our clients that's say, right. I know you told me not to do this, and you know, again, um, how often do they say that? Right. And then it comes with experience. Those big guts. Does that mean the bigger your gut, the more experience you have? <laughs> that's usually the case, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you tell how experienced somebody is. Check their check their waistband. That's always a good. That's a good way to do it, Jack. <laughs> I think I think so. I think that's an underestimated uh, feature today in in business and evaluation of people. So, so to our client's credit, what's happened is he's had a chance now. Um, he's on his currently on his fifth partnership, and three of those five are going very, very well. Uh, the first one that I was kind of alluding to earlier in terms of what some of the some of the slip ups he was making, he's kind of getting away from that. He's held on to it though. He's been in, in his mind as he likes to talk about having these little cash registers again, going back to the chasing the bucks thing, right? As far as justifying it, but also his style. Going back to Jack's point earlier about disc. His style is such he's more of a people guy, and so to have those kind of difficult conversations or breaking things off often is is tough to do. So he's kind of delayed for those reasons, but it's really kind of coming to an end, which is you know, which is a good thing. But he got into another relationship uh, recently that's not as good either, but he's recognizing it quickly, more quickly. He also has personally been less involved with that, which I think helps him from oh, his style. Oh, very much so. Um, well, these clients you're talking about, they... I mean, the pattern is there. We, with our experience, we know and can see pretty much quickly, quickly being defined as a matter of a month or so, what a company needs to get right-sided and on track. But that takes years, many times, before the, the lights will go on in their mind because they're coming back to the, uh, you know, the, the, the whole idea of making quick decisions and and. You know, it's they don't they can't do it. They they have a habit. The habit is very difficult to change, and that's what we see all the time. And that's what you're talking about here, Adam. So with these other partners that have worked out pretty well for him, he's done some of the opposite things. Okay, he's not chasing the bucks. He has the way he likes to partner as far as how that works. He's spending a bunch of time with them up front to get to know each other, and they're negotiating some things up front. The the, the first part is negotiating the contract. And so he's, he's being very, very aware of those things. He's not rushing into these partnerships. He's taking and allowing months for these things to evolve and to, and to sort of take place, recognizing that you're going to have some hiccups along the way early on. And how you handle it, how they handle it, will tell you a lot about how the relationship's going to be kind of going forward. This one that, that, that that's newer, that's not, not working, you know, not working so well, there was a little thing. It was going along swimmingly, and also there was a little thing. There was a misunderstanding. There was a simple typo on a Facebook page, and man, the the the, 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 the partner exploded. went nuts and That's... sent a text. And I can't believe you guys are doing all of a sudden from just a simple miscommunication versus, well, if you're going to handle things that way, and it was it was just again it was a simple typo, right? 
But if you're going to handle things that way, before you're even partners, before you're, even, you're, you're attached, well, that tells you a lot about it. Oh, you know, you, you just know you shouldn't go forward. You, you shouldn't. I mean, listen to your gut. Because it's, it's a big, big uh, indicator of what's going to happen here. No question. So, yeah, so if you're looking for those kind of partnerships that are, that, that, that are part of your business, now it could be partners in terms of what we're talking about here is partnerships outside to help grow the company. But it could be you're actually looking for a partner in your business too, okay? A couple things to keep in mind. These things apply to both those things. So the little things are the big things, okay? So these little things that you kind of see, don't just push them aside. Pay close attention to them and see is there more there that's kind of, you know, under the service that you got to be paying attention to. Don't be chasing the bucks, Chasing the bucks is going to lead you down paths that are wrong. They're going, to, they're going to have you ignoring things you shouldn't be ignoring and making choices that aren't necessarily best for you and your and your business. And then pay attention to your gut. Absolutely. You that's a, lot that's of a big one. Gut. How, do our, how, how do you folks out there, how do you business owners out there make decisions to bring people on and partner with them? And we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. You could email us uh, at our MVP website, and basically we could, you know, we, we'd like to incorporate those in on the show. We'd love to hear your stories. Uh, you can contact us uh, any number of ways. That's right. And if you want to do email, you can email us at radio at maximumvp.com. But as you're looking through, if you look through your own personal relationships and partnerships you've had that have gone well or didn't go well, I guarantee you know, one of those three things kind of popped up either you ignore those little things you're chasing the bucks or you didn't follow your gut and make sure you sort of do those things going forward to avoid those those same mistakes here in the past so all right we want to thank you for joining us here on this week's edition of dirty secrets of small business you're invited to tune in every monday here at noon if you have questions before the next show please reach out to us you can again email us at radio at maximumvp.com you can check us out or hit us up on facebook if you like facebook go to maximumvp.com or facebook.com forward slash maximumvp our website, as I said, MaximumVP.com, or give us a phone call, 877-849-0670. Okay, at Maximum Value Partners, we work hard to build long-term relationships. We really do. And we become not only your valued advisors, but we also become your trusted friends. And we've done that with countless number of our clients. You know, if you're looking to be successful, knowledgeable, uh, take your company to anywhere you want to go, honestly, we can help you get there. You can catch up on the show on, on iTunes and get our podcast there or go to wintradio.com and look at the, uh, the archive shows to get our shows over there as well.